Hey, and welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we were talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey, developed by Ubisoft Quebec, published by Ubisoft. And I'm not a huge fan of Greek mythology, so I wasn't really excited for this one. It was an Assassin's Creed game, so I thought it was kind of cool that they were making another one. And because I had enjoyed Origins so much, I was looking forward to getting back into the same kind of style of gameplay, a nice big world to explore, and um, you know some of the other stuff that I figured that they were going to be bringing over. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't high on my list of things to play. I figured I'd eventually get around to it. I even think I even... I didn't buy it at launch, but I'm pretty sure I got it later when it was on sale. Um, but, yeah, I just was not, like, really ready for it. You know, I just, again, yeah, I like the Golden Age of Pirates. I was really into uh, Egyptian mythology. But when it comes to ancient Greece and that kind of stuff, I wasn't... You were out. Yeah, I wasn't really big on it. So I I figured I'd get to it when I got to it. And I was I was pleasantly surprised, to be perfectly honest. So yeah. what about you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always a little skeptical when video games dive into Greek mythology. One, just because there's so much out there for them to use material-wise, right? And this was kind of one of the first, um, one of the Assassin's Creed games where it took place before the Assassin Order. Like, Origins, of course, is the creation of it. So yeah, granted, a good majority of the game takes place before the Order actually exists. But this one takes place hundreds of years before the Order existed. So it was kind of like, how can you call it an Assassin's Creed game, right? Like how the Brotherhood doesn't exist yet. And so I, I don't know. Now, granted, I, I was on the fence, right? Like I, I bounced back and forth. I, I had a lot of debates with a lot of friends, yourself included, um, because I love Greek mythology. I've always been fascinated with it. I, I find it really interesting when you compare all the mythos from all the different cultures around, like how similar they are. And so I've always been obsessed with mythology on top of that. I just like a good story. Like, and some of these were some of like the best stories to me when I was growing up. So I was, I was worried, but at the same time, it was, this is an Assassin's Creed game. They tend to stick to historical accuracy with events that are happening at a certain time period, right? Mm -hmm. And granted, before the game released, they they announced like, "Hey, this is when the game takes place," um, which it happened to be during the Peloponnesian War, which is where all the city states of Greece basically went "fuck you" and attacked each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I was kind of like, okay, that that could be an interesting setting. That could, you know, weaving some chaos you definitely have the templar order in there fucking up some shit because that's what they do and but... and it's a it's a time where diplomacy is really starting to take off it's at its pivotal moment and you actually now have like really key assassinations taking place like po targeting political people yeah it's a it's a great environment for somebody who is not an assassin to kind of come pick in up that mantle. and pick up that that mantle of here is this order of people that are trying to control events and now we have a person coming in who's trying to disrupt that order. Origins was the beginning of the assassins, but this was more the beginning of the 
the Templars, I felt. No, and I, I, I don't know. We, again, just before the game came out, I didn't. They didn't provide that much information right. on it, so I would agree with you after playing the game. But before it came out, it was just kind of a, a wing of like, what are they going to do here? And I was really hoping they would stick more to historical accuracy and stay kind of away from the mythos and the stories and these Olympic type events that were kind of constantly occurring it, it feels like yeah right um not that they wouldn't stay away from them completely like i think it's cool when they kind of dive into the hey this is a legend or local myth or whatever that was going around around this time period in this area like let's touch upon that but this just happened to be an area where they could get lost in that and uh so i was i was i was concerned but um of course, I, I pre-ordered the game. Mm. I I love Greek mythology. I love Greek culture. To me, this is this is the birthplace of our standard, like you were just saying, our standard democracy. This is where it stems from. Mm-hmm. And at this time period in history, this was the pivotal moment. This is when it was being established and being created. It before then, it was literally city-states were ruled by themselves. This is my Spartan empire. This is what we believe in. This is how we govern. You try and encroach on that. Fuck you. We're going to kill you. <laughs> like, And this is where it was starting to kind of unify and turn into more of that. Well, no, there needs to be a set governor of rules. And there needs to be, you know, kind of guidance across the land and the people need a voice. And it, it was starting to build there, which is why key assassinations came place. So for the timeline they set up, I thought it was a very interesting timeline. And I was very curious about how are they going to do this without the assassin order? Because one of the big things they announced was there is no assassin's blade. Like, and I know that turned off a lot of people mm-hmm. before the game even launched because like, that's the key item here <laughs> was that assassin's blade and they were like there there is none there's no assassin's blade ha 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 ha, ha. deal with it so i don't know I, I was on the fence i still pre-ordered it i still look forward to playing it i know when i initially jumped in god i think i, I can't even remember when did it come out i think you said so uh it came out october 5th of 2018 oh so just a couple of years ago yeah yeah this i I forgot, we are already at the point where we are talking about more of the most recent Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> um, I know that after that initial release, that entire weekend, like, I didn't move off the couch. <laughs> I sat down and I played this game. And I was hooked. Because one of the other things that I was curious about, which they had announced and you had seen photos of and everything, you could choose, male or female. Just w- like way back in Syndicate, right? But it sounded like this one was going to be different. Mm -hmm. And unlike in Syndicate where you had both assassins, male and female, and you switched between them and stuff like that. This was a, you choose one and that's it. Yeah. So that kind of sparked my curiosity. There were were things. There were things that kept me interested and and curious about the game. Um, They had released a lot of the new parkour footage and they had updated the fighting style which quite honestly i think they do with all of these games (laughs) well i was gonna say i definitely feel that they so in origins you had the ability you had a shield yep so they had a block mechanic but in this one 
No shield. No, you had a shield. Mm. No, you didn't. You're no. right. You're right. Because you had the fucking spear. Yep. That's right. I was going to say. That's right. You were always fucking dual wielding. Yeah. You could Sorry. Have... Yeah, you're right. I'm. Yeah, they got rid of it. Yeah. So then, in the, and then in the newest one, they kind of come in Valhalla. They kind of combined those two things. You can have a shield and you can block, or you can dual, dual wield. Um, but yeah, no, I feel like I feel like with the new one, they went back to origin. Well, and that's what I was gonna say was that yeah, the that when I started playing Odyssey, I was put out by not having a shield and not being able to block, but. And we'll get into it more later, but the fun part of combat just kind of ended up making up for that. Plus, they give you a lot of different options on, like, what you can do so you don't have to worry about blocking and stuff like Parry, that. Parry, counters, dodging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I don't remember being hindered by not having the ability to block. Yeah. Like, it, and combat was fast-paced. It was. It really but, was. And I think that's what added to the fun of it was that it was fast paced. Mm-hmm. It was very boom, 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 boom. Like I know one of the things that they talked about adding in it was um basically war. The war combat, yep. right? Where you picked a side and went, okay, let's let's do this. And uh you went into a full fledged ground war, which yeah, that's it, it was fun, but it was fast paced as well. I, I think there was only a couple of those battles that really like drug out for me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they seem to last forever. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm done. I, I'm even ready to lose this just to be done. I tended to focus on just looking for the captains because they were the ones that filled up the bar fastest. more, the fastest. Yeah. And yeah. And so I was just like, no, I'm just going to focus on these guys just to try to get them out. But I agree with you that like, that was like my least favorite part was taking over the territories in the war. I had much more fun doing everything else, you know, like the main missions and the side missions. Yeah. I I was just trying to think because like there were a couple aspects, like I didn't find sailing as fun. Well, yeah, I don't think like after black flag, that is a fucking tough thing to beat. Mm -hmm. It really is like sailing around in black flag. They, I, I don't know what they've changed since Black Flag that has made sailing less fun in these games. But that was the pinnacle. Like, you give me a boat and you make me compare it to Black Flag. I'm kind of like, this boat sucks. <laughs> Fuck this boat. I, I, I do. Unless if I had to specifically travel to an island that I had never visited before, I'd ride around on my horse. Mm-hmm. You could make that. You can make it so far, even though this takes place in the Greek Isles. There was a lot that you could do just by riding around on your horse. Yeah. And I, I kind of avoided the boat yeah. as much as possible. Same here. I mean, I did think it was kind of cool. Um you know, you can do things like you can change the crew, you can change your sails. Like there's some customizing that you can do yeah. for the boat, but you're right. It's still, it was still wasn't very fun and yeah. not nearly as fun as black flag. And yeah, it's, I don't know. To me, it's because when you have a pirate ship, it's kind of its own little small community and everything since then, the boat is just a means of getting from point A to point B. Like you don't really live on these boats no. during these periods. Well, and, and I, and Black Flag, I don't feel like that was very much expressed of like, hey, you live here. You're spending months on this fucking thing. It it was just more of like, and granted, they still have the sea shanties yep. and the telling of the stories and, and that kind of stuff. Like, 
that's cool and all. I don't know. There was something different. They put so much more out in the water, not just, oh, here's this other epic ship that you can fight and beat in battle and you get a couple of armor pieces and maybe a new weapon. Mm. You know, like you had the fish, you had underwater exploration and there was just so much more to do in the water, off of the boat, in Black Flag compared to any other game, I think. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it for me. Like, I know earlier I, I literally just said, like, stay away from the mythos a little bit more, but you could still have it. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the fucking Kraken? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if it's just a giant squid, like, that's real. Mm-hmm. Giant squid exist. And back then, that would be a fucking Kraken to yeah. them. Like, let's... Come on. That yeah. would have been a cool little, like, side mission. Go and kill the Kraken. And, like, then I think I would have gotten a little bit more attached to the boat. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> so, with that. Hey, guys. Just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get go. Into the, get into the game. Get an actual bit. start. Yeah. This game, of course, Assassin's Creed role-playing game. Uh, it's a continuation off of Origins, right? So in Origins, you know, you, you had the lady outside of the box. Mm, Layla. Yeah, and it's continuation of her story now with the Assassin Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the game starts off with you pick your agenda, male or female, right? And I am a sexist pig now. <laughs> I, <laughs> I chose a female character. I... I always find it very interesting how video games decide to depict female warriors, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you have those classic RPG tropes of the higher the armor, the less they actually wearing, Um, which in this game was not the case at all. Mm -hmm. And I loved that, actually. Like, it, it really depicted the armor as this is armor, right? Now, granted, females weren't really a a big warring warrior class type aspect during this time period, which, um, what was it? The game takes place 40, 431 to 422 BC. So it like, it, it takes place actually 500 years, 400, 400 years, yeah. 400 years before origins. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was kind of interesting, but so I, I picked, the female who's named Cassandra, mm-hmm. right? And her brother, Alexios, is the male. And in the very first part of it, like, you're kids and you basically get thrown the fuck off a cliff because the Oracle told you, told them to, right? <laughs> this is, this is Spartan society, by the way. Like, you're a Spartan. Your father is the chief of this little Spartan clan. The commander, I think, is actually how they put it. Let me get the terminology right here. <laughs> And the Oracle told him to throw you and your brother. Well, technically, it's just the younger sibling. So you play the older one. Your brother. So, yeah. Yeah, In my case, it would be the brother. And I played as a female, too. So we're just going to keep that in mind moving forward. Okay. So, yeah, they they go to throw your brother off the cliff and you try to stop it. And then they're like, well, now your daughter interfered. Now you got to throw her off, too. Yep. And you're because, get- again, it goes against their Spartan culture in yep. ways, which I really enjoyed the aspect that they actually showed that. And oh, it, yeah. It stuck true to it. But, yeah, so. 
Yeah, so they throw your little brother off, and then you freak out, try to stop it. Then your dad throws you off, and then you smash cut to many years later. And you're on, God, what island? You're on your own island, basically, doing your own little thing, and it's it's super fun. Um, But you're kind of a low-level mercenary. Yeah, the island's called Kefalonia. That's it. That's where your home is. Um, and yeah, you're you're found by kind of a vagrant. That's how I interpreted this guy. Yeah, he's 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 petty thief. Yeah, he's just kind of as like a little scam artist. Um, and you know, I felt like that was kind of his mo was he would just take lost children and then kind of incorporate them into his network, and you became a Mystios, which back then was basically just a mercenary. Yeah. You have the tip of this spear. Yes, because te- yes, technically the game starts. You are playing as King Leonidas at the Battle of Thermopylae. Oh, I forgot. You do. You you're right against the Persian Persian army, which anyone who has seen the movie Three Hundred would know exactly what's going on here. Yeah. Not not as much oil yeah. was used in this in this video game as 300 but <laughs> and can i just say i love that one of king leonidas's moves is a what called the spartan kick yep. which is just the uh, the kick that gerard butler does in the movie when he kicks the emissary into the well literally like, that's a move I think they would have had to like look into some copyright infringement if he yelled, "This is Sparta!" as he did it. Like I, I actually killed a high level character with that kick, and I recorded it, and that is what I called it. I called it "This is Sparta" because nice. I and honestly, that moment started to turn me away from this game because I just was, I just kept thinking, "Oh no, don't lean into this. Don't, don't be that. Don't do that." But I, I ended up you know, kind of show my hand a little bit. I turned it around later. Um, but yeah, this was a kind of a sour taste in my mouth, but it was, Oh, but it was fun. See, I, I liked this moment and even that move in the combat style, because again, that was very much how they fought Mm -hmm. and it wasn't 300 esque. It was historical esque on the way that battle went down and what was going on and everything. It wasn't like, crazy freaking shadow assassins poofing out of fucking nowhere at at you you know it was it was actual men and women who were going up against these 300 spartans and they were fighting for their lives Mm -hmm. and you were that front line just kicking ass and yeah so you know in that battle of course you die (laughs) and uh yeah your spear becomes this legendary artifact Mm -hmm. which cassandra has yep and that's that's basically how you start off as and of course it goes through the tutorial as you played through the game of like hey this is how you climb this is how you jump this is how you kill this is you know all this other fun stuff and the only other thing like you have an eagle which let's be real here that's the assassin creed staple yeah (laughs) you you have this pet eagle um but you it starts showing these connections between these characters too, which I really liked, like the little girl, right? Like um, that little girl admires you and just wants to be just like you. And you're like, no, you do something better with yourself. But like you end up working to get off the island. And that's when your adventure really begins, yep. right? Because you're 
you're in search of your parents. You're in search of fixing this fractured family. You basically find out your parents are still alive. Your brother's still alive. There's something bigger going on in this world. You're off. And, and, and now it's time to figure out what the fuck is going on. And let me tell you, this is where I kind of got lost in the game. Okay. It felt too open. I didn't feel driven to one certain point for one certain thing. There were so many quests where you had two or three different main storyline quests that you could do at any time. And if like, if you didn't stick with one and follow that one down, you could get really confused (laughs) because I'm one of those of, I go into an area and I clear out everything in that area so this this game made it super easy here's this island you go to the island you clear out the entire island you do all the side quests you do all the events you take over every point boom done and done you leave go to the next island but if there were main storyline quests on that island you get really fucking confused yeah like it could it could go south really bad because you're like wait a minute hold on (laughs) and i actually ended up after that initial weekend i did not pick up the game for a month and a half no yeah, because after I got done playing it, I was just kind of like, I'm very confused. I I just feel lost. I don't feel like I have a purpose anymore. I'm just kind of meandering, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm done. I don't I there's other games that I want to play Borderlands. <laughs> and like, you know, I just I just ran and did other things because I'm like, this is meh. I, I, I lost my drive for it. And it wasn't until I kind of ran out of those other things that I went, okay, <laughs> let's get back into this. And it took me a second. I had to kind of refresh my memory of like what's going on, where I'm at. But in doing so, I was able to actually straighten out some of those things by looking in my logs and everything and, and go, oh, okay, this is what's going on. But at the same point in time, I think by enough time had passed. Maybe it was a little bit longer than a month and a half because enough time had passed where the first DLC came out, which was um, the one with Atlantis. The Fate of Atlantis. Fate of Atlantis. Yeah. I think that was the first one. Um, But yeah, so it like, I just kind of was like, okay, um, let's do this. And I continued on with the story, which at the point that I had left off, we were quite a ways into it. I met a lot of historical figures. I The first one for me, I don't know which one you did first. The first one for me was finding my father, right? Mm-hmm. Which you go through and you, you hear your father because at this time period, you basically have two big armies, right? You have the Spartans and you have the Athenians and they're warring against each other. They're like, okay, we're going to... Um, you know, kill each other off and rule each other's countries and we're going to unify Greece. And they have two different styles, right? Like Spartans, very hardcore. Nope, everybody's going to become a police state. Everybody's going to become military base. We're going to become the strongest army in all of the world. And in order to do so, we have to take over everything. Where Athens was more like, no, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a choice. Everybody needs to, you know, be able to be heard. And have certain freedoms and everything like that. So they were fighting for basically democracy where Spartan was fighting for control. Which I was like, that's really funny because, like, here's this underlined war that's going on of assassins versus Templars that is exactly that. (laughs) And it's actually really 
funny what sides you see the these because they weren't they're not called templars in this do you no. remember what they're called uh yeah it's the cult of cosmos that's right where they stand on it but like i went i met up with my my father who he's like yeah yeah I really regretted doing that to you, but, you know, I didn't have a choice. That was our way. And he's like, but, you know, it is what it is. And then, like, boom, <laughs> dead. No. Oh, no, no. It's, oh, yeah. And by the way, I'm not your real father. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I loved you like my own as I threw you off the fucking cliff. Yeah. But I'm not your dad either, so. <clears throat> Deuces. Because, yeah, you get approached well, by. Well, you get the option. You can kill him or let him live. That's right. Oh, yeah. I let mine live. I let mine live too, which comes back because that's, that's one of the other things that I liked about this game was the choices that you made actually had an effect on the story. (laughs) Could actually come back later on and be like, Hey, you did this. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, you, you're approached by uh, Elpinor. I don't know if I'm saying his name, right? I, I don't know either, but yeah, he tells you, he asks you or hires you to assassinate the wolf of Sparta. And when you go there, you realize it's your dad. Mm-hmm. You have this confrontation where he's like, I'm sorry, your mother's still alive. Uh, and by the way, I'm not your real dad. And that is what gets, the player character involved in the deeper lore about like, well, now I need to go find my mother. What is this cult of cosmos? Figure out who my dad is. Yeah. Who's my real dad. At the same time, your brother's still alive. Well, and you, yeah, you go to, um, while learning about what the cult of cosmos is doing and like, why are they interested in you? You go and you sneak into one of their little meetings and you're approached by this guy and i don't remember what they call him because they don't call him by name they call him something else but i don't remember what it was oh god i know i know what you're talking about but you're you're right like it's like demon or something yeah like desmoy or I, I i just i remember it was something like that they feared the shit out of him basically. yeah he was like the number one guy and he like has you touch this crystal at the same time as him and that's how you learn it's your brother and now the whole big box of worms is open and it's like, oh my God, what is going on? Because now you've got all these different things where you got to figure out where your mother is and what she's been up to. You've, who is my real father? And now why is my brother in this cult that is trying to capture and kill me and, you know, everybody, you, you and your mother? Yeah. Like, what the heck is going on? And really, that's like kind of the the, the story yeah, yeah like the basis of the story is you 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 end up going and finding your mom and she's working with the athenians yep and which really sucks for me because i may mostly work for the spartans <laughs> they paid better <laughs> uh, I literally i kind of took the approach of i'm a mercenary yeah how would this work out? And I, I would talk to both sides and basically be like, mm, who's I like gonna, this shit better. Yeah, who's going to pay me more? What am I yeah. going to get? Who's going to give me the better gear? Like some of these islands I still left in because that was one of the other things is just because you did a war once in a certain location didn't mean that you couldn't do it again. Mm. They constantly fought. Did you ever do that? No, I did those. Oh, like yeah. I said, I did those as like as pretty much as little as possible. Yeah. Like they would they would pop up. And then it was like, hey, another war's popping up over here. And it kind of felt like like true war, right? Where it was like, oh, my God, again? I thought I fucking took care of the situation <laughs> over there. Nope. <laughs> and you would go back over and you could resolve the conflict again or you could choose not to. And eventually I just I stopped fucking doing it. Yeah. Like, I really did because they just 
they do they get kind of tiresome they get very monotonous and you get to a point where you are ungodly Mm -hmm. overpowered in this game especially if you bought any of the weapons and armor from the store Mm. like which i think i spent some money on one set because i was like that fucking looks awesome (laughs) and so i bought it and i can't even remember what set it was it's been a while since i played this game but yeah, and then I started using that weapon, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm unstoppable!" Like by the time I'd learned the controls, I I, I was fucking unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to worry about trying to assassinate or kill out like most of the enemies. I could literally just barge straight into an enemy territory and just annihilate all of them. Yeah. And when I get to that point in the game, like any level based game, you can get there. Mm-hmm. Like. If you want to take the time to grind. But I didn't even have to grind, man. Like, so I I think that was one of the downfalls with this game. Was, like, you could just become super overpowered super quickly. Mm -hmm. And for me, once that happens, I'm bored. Where's the challenge? Yeah. fun. Yeah. Unless if this storyline is super compelling, which I'd already said, I got confused. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my pull? To continue forward. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point of running into a place, stomping everybody's face into the ground, if you don't care about the story and there's no now no challenge? Now, now granted, I'm also one of those people that look at people who play COD and, and Warzone, which I also do and everything like that, and then you have these hackers, and I'm kind of like, where's the fun in that? Yeah. When you can just snap your shot to somebody and pull the trigger and it's a fucking headshot, and they're falling out of the sky, and you... You can't even see them yet, <laughs> but because of your aimbots and everything, you're headshotting them. Wh- where's the fun in that? You know, like I don't understand cheaters and hackers and everything like that for that purpose alone. Mm-hmm. Like, where's the fun? Where's the challenge? Where's the growth? Um, I know I did something like that when I was playing one of my run throughs of Final Fan, the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was appropriate level and I went and I beat Sephiroth, but I had saved right before going into the crater. Okay. And I was like, okay, that was, that was fun. That was fine. Spoiler whatever. For those who haven't played a 20 year old game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who would think that you're, you, the final thing you would do would be go and fight the main bad guy. Oh my God. <laughs> but sorry. And then I, but I reloaded it and uh, then I went off and I did a whole bunch of like grinding and it got to level 99 and, you know, maxed out, like my Knights of the Round summon and stuff like that. And then just went back in and was like, I'm just going to beat him in like two minutes. I'm just going to stomp his face into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it like for stuff like that, it can be okay. Because right. You already played it at the original challenge. Exactly. But like this game, it just, it got to a point where it was like, I've unlocked everything. I have what I consider to be the best armor and gear in the game. The storyline it's all right Mm -hmm. it's not really that compelling to me um i think i messed up because i did pursue the atlantis storyline quest before i completed any of the other actual game quests i had a similar problem and because i did that right like at the end of the atlantis storyline quest it gives you that kind of like hey this is the end here you go ha ha and i'm like did i just beat the game But wait a minute, I don't have answers on the rest of this. And again, adding to the confusion. And it's not that I can't track and keep tabs on all these multiple different storylines and what's going on with them and everything like that. I've played hundreds of games in which you have to do exactly that. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But this was just one, the way that it was done and everything like that. It just, for whatever reason, I got very confused as to who I was talking to, what was actually going on with them, what I'm actually doing for them, why they sent me out on three quests and they gave me three separate different things. And it like, it, it just, there was a lot. It could be very overwhelming at times in my mind. Like it just between the quests, the side missions, the war, the other collectible stuff that you could do, um, the contracts, like you could pick up bounty contracts and shit like that. Like there was just so much stuff in this game. It was fun until you became super overpowered. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by like, you could just become overpowered naturally just by doing what I did. You go to an island, you complete everything on that island. You go to the next island, you complete everything on that island. By the time you actually got to an island that had a main storyline quest on it again, you're 20 levels above the storyline quest. And you're like, whoa, this um, this sucks. <laughs> Speaking of all of that, right? We kind of covered the, the storyline a little bit. If you're interested, buy the game, play it. It's really fun. And the storyline does add stuff to it. But combat. <laughs> we touched on it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. In this, you could pick up a couple of things. You could have an actual spear. Yep. You could have a single-handed weapon, which you then dual-wielded with the Spear of Leonidas. Mm -hmm. And then you had, I think, a great axe, right? Like, there, there was a couple of different types of weapons that you could you could decide to play with. Yeah. I mainly played with sword-spear combo. Now, throughout the gameplay, you find that the Spear of Leonidas is ancient tech. We're going back to, like, Apple of Eden tech. Mm -hmm. Right? And you ultimately find this... What would you call it? Temple? Forge? Uh, yeah, I think Forge. I think they even called it the Forge. I think it is called the Forge. But like it's in a, it's an ancient site in which you go and the spear gains you entry into, but through collecting and side missions and, and you know collectibles and stuff, you could find these um materials. Yeah. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Sorry, I kind of spaced there. Components. Components, thank you. That allowed you to upgrade the spear. Which, again, even added to the, you are ungodly powerful. Yeah. Like, ungodly powerful. And, but ultimately, like, I felt the combat was very fast-paced. It wasn't the exact same as Origins. Mm -hmm. There was differences, but it was fast-paced and it was clean. If you perfected it, you were untouchable. Your, your dodge speed and everything like that, you could do so many things. And then you had these special power-up abilities. Like, in a sense, they made you feel superhuman because, like, your Spartan kick, right? Like, I remember kicking a guy and I swear to God, I should have played football because <laughs> he easily flew 200 yards after I kicked him. And, like, he hit people and they died because I kicked him. It's like that Bruce Lee kick in, um, from, what is it, Enter the Dragon, where he fucking kicks the one guy and, like, the three guys that end up catching him break ribs and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like that. And... Because your moves, you could upgrade them and you could become super strong in it. You know what I mean? So I like I don't know what you thought of the combat system, but to me, it, it was fun as long as it stayed challenging. As soon as I became overpowered, I don't even think I bothered dodging anymore because I could just hit them and they would die. Yeah, I was using the Amazon armor, which gives you health on like on when you hit people yeah because that's just kind of my play style how i like to have my character designs you like vampiric yeah anything that 
you know, I focus on my damage output and then anything that gives me either a dot or health when I do those hits, that's usually what I lean towards. Yeah. And I literally, and yeah, I had gotten so powerful that one of the moves was like a seven hit combo and I literally just called it the fuck you button. And because, I remember that move. Yes. Because you just had to start hitting somebody, build up enough adrenaline or whatever they called it to activate it. And it was like pretty much over. You could take down any enemy, literally any, even the heavy hitter ones. The other thing I got was you have the ability to, it's one of your stealth abilities. Mm -hmm. You can throw the spear and then immediately jump to whoever you threw it into, but you can chain it. And I learned that if you threw it into a heavy guy and it didn't kill him, you could throw it into him throw it back to like maybe a lesser enemy that it will kill in one hit and then hit it back into that first guy again and he's dead and he would be he would be dead yeah and yeah it was, i think the the first hit takes him down like you he has like one eighth of his health was, yeah it's like he's barely hanging on yeah and so yeah it was just fun to just you know teleport around just throwing this thing into people but you see that's what i mean by like it gave you superhuman abilities mm-hmm. and i like to me that that took away from the assassin creed aspect like think of all the other games that we've talked about did you teleport in any one of those no unless you count f- fast traveling as teleporting right <laughs> like in combat it was very real as like this is it like as much as i despised unity you, you watch the way that man wields a weapon, I, I swear, and I don't know, I didn't do the research on this, so do, like, don't quote me. This is just your opinion. I, I just knowing swordplay as I know swordplay, they had to have bring in guys who knew how to wield those weapons and fucking recorded them. Yeah. To to match it in that game because like the movements are way too precise precise for just some guy in a room with a computer to program in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they are on point and here's a game where nobody in normal combat would do a spartan kick yeah because he literally he throws his arm your arms down and you pull back and you kick straight out and you're basically like stab me in the chest Mm -hmm. stab me in the neck stab me in the face stab me in the back like I've lost all balance. Kick my one loose leg. Like there is no no stance in the world where unless if you're just being a dick in one-on-one combat <laughs> that you could let that fly. And even then you're taking a chance that your you would basically your opponent is so beaten and so out of it that he's not going, "Oh my god, this person just literally dropped all regards to defense." stab him seven times real fast like it would never happen Mm -hmm. and then on top of it it's super fucking powerful and you like fly away yeah uh, like it basically made you a demigod Mm -hmm. which i wasn't a fan of it took away the realism of what assassin's creed was yeah like fun game fun combat the fights were incredible and i i loved the fuck you attack because (laughs) it was funny as fuck as you just like boom 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 and you're just watching this guy's health go, yeah, <laughs> boop, and he just crumples, and you're like, ha, 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 fuck face. But it was unrealistic, yeah. And like, at least with Origins, it was fancy, it was flourished. There were attacks that you know you wouldn't necessarily do because, like, even in a spin attack, you never put your back to an enemy, yeah, right? Like, 
which I know sounds weird considering you're doing a spin attack, but that's what I mean is you wouldn't do one <laughs> because you don't put you don't put your back to the enemy. All that's opening up is uh, hey, stab me in the back. Yeah, it's a free shot. Yeah, everything, but it still felt more real than the combat in this game. Not that the combat wasn't fun, right? But it it's just, not real. It's just not real, and it it, it was one of those things that it, it started to pull me out. Like we talked about it in Origins, they've started to pour, and I think this is because. They're running out of shit. Yeah. I honest to God think they're running out of material. I think they're running out of ways to keep this storyline going. They're pulling more and more and more into, well, we're going to play on the mythos. We're going to play on these fantasy, fantasy things. We're going to make it more of a fantasy RPG instead of a like historical fiction mm-hmm. RPG. And that's where it's starting to lose me like i'm i played through the game i had fun i beat it i thought it was good i thought it added origins was way better in my mind but it really started to lose me and like i just i had a hard time with it especially since i loved greek mythology so much right and like i don't know what 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 was your thoughts here so i was i kind of already had prepared myself for it to not be as realistic as the previous titles just because in origins yes end game content is you can go and fight anubis you can go and fight these gods in the desert like i know world events the world events yeah and but at least in that they played them off as system glitches right so when in this one i was going to go fight the minotaur and medusa I already was kind of like, this isn't real. And I'm already prepared for it to not be real. Okay, go ahead, finish. Sorry. And and so I was less concerned about it not being as fact and more into fiction because I felt like there was only so much they could do. You know, I mean, one of the whole DLCs was was the Atlantis, you know? I mean, and that's all myth-based, right? There's no... We have very little if any factual information i was about to say it's all based on story yeah like, like i don't think we found a single piece of thing that said hey this is from atlantis like a like, little sign that says welcome to atlantis or anything there, like there's I, <laughs> I know that i have seen stuff that's like oh we found the lost city of atlantis under the ocean right and again it's because it's so already kind of based in fiction i was pretty much okay with it yeah i got really into not not the story about, you know, finding your mom and reuniting with your yeah. brother and that kind of stuff. For I got really into the story of Cassandra. Like, her as a person in this time period, going around, meeting, you know, because, again, it's a this is an Assassin's Creed game. So you meet, um, I almost said uh, Cleopatra, but that's not it. Uh, Socrates and Plato, Plato you know, um, there's, there's I, a... I know, like, I have a list of names here um, in front of me, but I am fucking terrible at meeting or saying names. But, like, we have Pythagoras, you said Socrates, Herodotus, Thispis. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of. And and no, that is cool. Um, Just if I can backtrack real fast. You, you talked about fighting the Minotaur mm-hmm. and Medusa and Cyclops and there's one other... The Sphinx. Sphinx. Get into those quests specifically. So... so when you fight them, right, mm-hmm. you go to each location and something happens to you. 
Well, so like, okay, so we'll just take Medusa because it's the one I remember the most, yeah. right? So you enter this really, really cool forest. Um, it's nice and foggy. They did a really good job with like the atmosphere and the sound and the lighting and that kind of stuff. So it's got a nice eerie feeling to it. Yeah. And you go through and you get to this arena and, you know, she's not the, she's not a Gorgon. Yeah. Right. She's not half a snake or, you know, with a human body or human torso, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, she can with snakes in her hair. Yeah. She, yeah. The ability no. to turn people into stone. And yeah. yeah, she does have stuff that can like, she has an attack that can freeze you. Yeah. And if you stay in it too long, it turns you to stone and I'm pretty sure it's an instant kill. Yeah. I never experienced it because I was too scared. <laughs> yeah. I was just hiding behind p- columns trying to fight her. Yeah. But dodging and doing what you can, you know, and like she had an item that did that, right? Was it? I yeah, even... because you then take that item to Atlantis. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that was all a part of the Atlantis, the Atlantis quest. part. Yeah. See, and this is what this goes back to what you were talking about, the confusing part of it, because I I finished the Atlantis stuff. Yeah. Because I got that ending where you you know, you meet the guy, some stuff happens, you get the See, staff, and, and then it cuts back to current time yeah. and some stuff goes on. Yep. And then I kept playing and then I got the ending where you meet back up with your mom and your brother and all that stuff happens. So I was already out of order and that was one of my gripes with this game. Is yeah. To, to go back to what you were saying is that it's not very well laid out in a linear storytelling fashion. No, because the whole point of meeting up with your mom is so that your mom can inform you and help guide you to who your actual father is. Mm -hmm. Where if you finish the Atlantis stuff, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You already know. Like, it's kind of a punch in the face to, hey, here you go. And then you're like, well, then why the fuck am I doing all this with my mom? Thanks, mom. You were useless. Fucking useless. And then... That does add. But what I wanted to point out was, to me, I liked that because it wasn't a mythical creature. Now, granted, you did have Cyclopses. And the Minotaur. They did actually exist in this game. Like, you would go, you you fought, I don't know, three, four of them? I did at least two. Yeah. They're they're all over the place. Mm. Um, There's a couple of different Minotaurs. But the Sphinx and Medusa, there was only one. And it's only a part of this quest Th- those are the only one of their kind that i ever remember fighting right mm-hmm. i never remember fighting another gorgon or anything no. like medusa i never remember fighting anything else besides the sphinx that was like the sphinx but the sphinx is the one that i remember more and when you fight it you end up being knocked into a coma like uh, unconscious i shouldn't say into a coma but you end up being knocked unconscious and when you wake up the sphinx is gone all the stuff is gone and all that's left is this item and you feel this grog. Like, what just happened? I don't think what I fought was real. I think I was drugged. <laughs> and it, the items themselves kind of gave that power. Outside of the Cyclops and the Minotaur, mm. of course. Which, that really bugged me. I liked what they did with Medusa and the Sphinx. And I wish they would have done that with the Cyclops and the Minotaurs. Instead of actually making them mythological creatures real yeah right we have no proof of that <laughs> like how like, all right how cool would it have been 
to if it was just this big brawny guy with like a bull looking helmet, helmet. Yeah. And a big axe. Yeah. And a giant axe. Right. He's a real person. He's not some sort of mythological Which, creature. And that's it. Like you could have easily done that. And the Cyclops, the same thing. Literally just a giant, which we know exists. Mm-hmm. Like Andre was one. Yeah. You know, like they, those are real. And literally just give him an eye patch. <laughs> like, Isn't that like one of the first bad guys? Isn't he like the Cyclops? That, I, that, I think so. And I, I th- that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then you come upon a real Cyclops. A real Cyclops. Cool. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> That sucks. And like, I, again, like I like it when you get creative and inventive with it. So that that's all I wanted to bring up. When you, when you brought up those quests in sp- specifically, sorry, when you brought up those quests specifically, I wanted to point that out. Like with two of the four monsters that you have to fight, they make it a real person or a real thing that then later on you find out has an artifact that is that can cause that ability that they have. And it would work in the, in the Assassin's Creed world because these artifacts are so powerful. They can do stuff like this. And they're ancient. Yeah. Yeah. It would make perfect sense. And they didn't. And that's where I kind of was like, now I'm getting upset. Mm -hmm. Like now, now you guys are really diving way more into mythos and, 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 and fiction than you are fact. Like granted that whole, Eden and ancient artifacts and everything like that. I don't know how much Assassin's Creed has fed into this conspiracy that that shit actually exists. It's actually out there. People are actually hiding it and hoarding it and all that other stuff. Or if that stuff existed before Assassin's Creed ever came out. But to me, that's all fiction, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, like... It was always an interesting story point. It was always an interesting thing to find out, like, what happened with this ancient civilization and going forward. Now, granted, to a certain extent, you do find that out in three. Yes, three. You do find that out in three and everything. But there was a lot more there and they were feeding into it on their buildup of this. And instead, it just kind of went, you know what? We're just going to throw a bunch of shit out there. And... (laughs) You know, you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. And and this was one of those ones that I don't. Now, so go ahead. I, I would say let's, what do you want to co- talk about next? Sorry. I'm, I got in a lost track of my <laughs> stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Yeah, that was weird. You just had a moment of like, oh, my God, what the hell just happened? I It was serious. It was just kind of like, I... Um, Old timer. <laughs> One of the other things we can go back to is we were talking about customiz- customization options. Yes. And this, they did something in this one that I really like. They allowed um, weapons and armor to be reskinned oh, into anything yes. else that I, you I, found. I, yeah, yeah. So just because, you know, you have the burlap sack of strength doesn't mean you have to look like you're wearing a burlap sack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can. So like I said, right. I ran the Amazon armor because I like that armor set the most, but I put on 
you know, th- you know, these are like, you know, knee high boots and stuff like that. This is not something that a Mystios would wear going back to, you know, the role playing aspect of yeah. it. And, you know, you can change the, the way your armor and stuff looks. You can, you know, your helmet, you can have that on or you can you can have it hidden yeah. so you don't have to actually you're not actually wearing it. And I really like that. And they did the same thing with the weapons. Any, you know, you said you ran with a spear, any spear that you had. You could make look like any no, other I ran spear. With the spear of Leonidas. So a single-handed sword and the spear of Leonidas. Oh, oh, oh. Which, I thought you meant like that, a real spear. That spear you can't change. No, that yeah. was the only thing on your person that you couldn't reskin. Yeah. You could but you could, yeah. And I, I, I had actually forgotten about that. And I actually did enjoy that quite a bit because you're right. There are other there are times where you pick up this really great item and you're like, Oh my god, I love the fucking stats on this thing. But it looks like garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like the fish hook of destiny. Like, are you shitting me? I'm not going <laughs> to run around with a fish hook, but I could make it look like, you know, something else. Yeah. And that was cool. It maintained all of its properties, its fight style. I couldn't make a sword look like a spear no. or anything like that. It could only be a classification of one of the same type of swords, mm-hmm. but amongst the multitude of them, which I did enjoy that aspect. Yeah. It definitely made me um, more invested in the character. Well, and I was going to say, because it offsets the fact that you can't change anything about your character's appearance, like, physically, right? You can't yeah. change your hair. Yeah. You can't change your eye color, Which your skin color. you've never been able to do. Yeah. And so it was nice that it was like, it added a layer of customization because, again, right, let's look back at Origins. You didn't have that. No. And so they, but what they did have, there were, there were a lot that like, I picked up this sword and I was like, oh my God, this, this is the stats that I want, but I hate this fucking sword. Yeah. I hate how it looks. Yeah. You know, I would have loved to run with a sickle sword, but none of the sickle swords were as good as the sword I was using. Yeah. You know, but in that instance though, and this is where I made the specification, a sickle sword fought differently than a long sword. Then it fought with a sh- short sword Then you know, so you couldn't make a sickle sword look like a long sword in this game. It would have to look like another type of sickle sword. Right. That's what I was trying to point out. In this game, that's how it was. A long sword could only look like another type of long sword. Mm-hmm. It could not change over into the sickle sword or anything because there was different combat styles with those in Origins. And, and same with Odyssey. Depending on what weapon you used, your your combat style, your move sets, and everything changed. So yeah. you couldn't you couldn't change that move set, right? Which, if you could, that adds a whole other dimension to just, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it honestly like that would have blown my mind. But mm. but you know, again, right? I mean, it was it was you know that kind of level of stuff. Yeah, you know, you could um, you could definitely get into your character a lot more. You could definitely connect with them in my mind i definitely was able to appreciate and enjoy watching my character fight dressed how i wanted them to dress look how you know like with that level of customization Mm. and it was cool because it wasn't just here's everything you can you can make it look like anything you wanted to right off the bat you already you had to collect an item that looked like that yeah. You didn't have to hold on to it, no. but you've already had to have come in contact with an item of that style in order to change it to that, including the stuff that you bought from the store. Yeah. You could make anything look like the stuff you bought from the store, which I thought that was pretty cool too. It wasn't just a, hey, here's this armor, and the only way to look this way is to wear this armor. Mm. 
it was you can wear whatever the fuck you want but now that you've owned this you can make anything look like it and i yeah i really liked that yeah another thing that i really liked was i liked the humor in the game do you remember the fake so so you are the you are cassandra or um what's his name nicholas Alexios. Alexios. Thank you. Yeah. So you're either Cassandra or Alexios and they call you a Mystios, but that's your profession. Yep. But what your name is, or not what your name, but like your, your like legend lore name yeah. is the Eagle Bearer. Yes. And this plays in because there is a mechanic where there's a bunch of other mer- uh, mercenaries running around yeah. and it's like. That all have their like mercenary title. Yeah. You've got, you know, Barbarilla, the one night or you know jackson the strong-armed or something like that um and so they were pretty generic and bad i honestly that (laughs) like like, i don't even remember anybody specific that's how un that's how unimportant they they were were. basically like that was just like their name the dumbass yeah Like, but there's a quest line where somebody calling themselves the Eagle Bearer is going around and scamming people. So you trying to protect your good name, mm-hmm. right, are like, no, I'm going to look into this. And yeah. you come across like, you know, again, spoiler warning, you come across a guy who is calling himself the Eagle Bearer, but he has a chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Not an eagle. Yeah. And there's this great scene where you confront him on top of a mountain. And if you choose to fight him, it's like you're looking at your eyes. Then you're looking at his eyes. Then you switch to your bird's eyes. Then you switch to the chicken's eyes. <laughs> like, I love the humor, right? There's another quest where um, you find this guy and he wants to be this big badass warrior. And he basically is wearing like a dead cow's head as a helmet. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to remember correctly. You get, you get, you do get, yeah. Yeah. That is a skin you can put on your helmet. Um, And you go to, he's like, I got to take this base down and I want your help. And you're like, okay, we're going to do this like this. And he just starts going, and he runs off into the camp. Total Leroy Jenkins. Absolutely. And that's what they're making fun of. And I thought it was amazing. It was perfect. It's, it was, like I said, this is what I fell in love with, with this game was, being cassandra in this world and experiencing these things your odyssey do you remember that no you built your odyssey so there was a storyline quest chain Mm -hmm. that you did and as you proceeded through it you were building your odyssey okay so it was the legend that people were going to tell about you long after you were dead and i heavily invested in that like i'm gonna build my odyssey i'm gonna be a badass pimp <laughs> like i slept with every woman i could oh every my god man i came across and <laughs> i i just i fought every war brilliantly and it was all written in my odyssey and you could like read through it and it was cool it was cool the way they wrote it it was cool like and you could definitely tell it was decision based you made a decision this is the little the little tidbit they put in about that decision you made right like mm-hmm. it was all pre-scripted it wasn't like a free-handed odyssey that was written but uh it was still like i made that this is my odyssey and it was fucking amazing and then there was like uh the the storyline where you follow the descendant of odysseus follow who the descendant of odysseus oh yes i remember that yeah I thought that was cool because 
you know, Odysseus was a real person. His Odyssey, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was cool because again, it was, it, it was those moments where I was playing as Cassandra, like the funny moments, but the moments where they brought the history to life as you were playing Cassandra, mm-hmm. right? Like, and that was cool for me. I really did enjoy running around as Cassandra or Alexios. It really depends on what what gender you choose. But running around as your character, doing these side quests, running the bounties, helping these people out. But, like, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And that's where I was just kind of like, you visit a lot of, like, historical places, right? Like, you do go to Athens. Mm -hmm. You do go to Sparta. Um, you go to Olympia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a fun thing because you you take part in the games. You have a you're, you know you have a fun little sparring match. Going back to 300 and people being oiled up. You can oh, yeah. you can actually there's like a side quest that you can do to get oil to help yourself in this battle, and it actually like will cha- yeah will change how you look because it'll you'll either look normal or you'll look super greasy. <laughs> yeah. No, and like. There were things like that where they they did amazing things with this game. I just think there was there was too much. Mm-hmm. There was there was really too much to do with it, and too much going on. And then when they came out with the second DLC, I was done. Yeah, I I like I don't I didn't play it. I can tell you I watched YouTube footage of it. I watched like how how you needed to do this and how you needed to do that and like storyline clips and decisions that you can make and everything like that but the main reason why i bowed out at that point is because you're with the gods yeah they they literally it's not like in origins where you fought a computer glitch that was a giant ass fucking you know warrior of whatever god you know hephaestus or whatever right Mm. this was you're talking to them you're hanging out with them you're you're changing lives you're doing quests for them you you know and they're very clear to point out that you are not a god in fact you do find out you are a demigod Mm. and like i was just kind of like that no no i'm i'm done this isn't this isn't what i enjoyed about the games and this is where I basically was like, yep, you guys really, you ran out of stuff. Yeah. Like, it was kind of cool to see these gods that you had kind of interacted with for, I don't know, what what game number is this now? <laughs> um, not including all the other little ones that we haven't discussed. Yeah. But to, you know, to finally, like, interact with them a little bit. But at the same time, it was like, well, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> like, isn't it? Am I wrong? It, did you not get that from the third game? They were trying to prepare to stop the solar flare from wiping them out. And that's not what happened. The solar flare went off. They all went died. And basically their subconscious is what's living in these ancient forms of technology. Not them themselves. They're not alive anywhere. But in this game, all of a sudden, they're they're still chilling with humans long after they should have been dead. Like, no, I, it's a very, it's a very good point. I, I just, I don't know. That's, that's where I kind of fun game. Nope. And I'll, I'll probably never play it again. Yeah. I like, I didn't mind. So the DLCs, right? Legacy of the first blade. That is that 
just kind of ties this one into the rest of them because it kind of shows the people who the the people who will beget the founders of the assassin order yeah and that was pretty sweet because especially because um you know again right i mean as playing as cassandra it's nice you know you meet you meet a couple of guys one of them is your age and you know you go through some stuff and there's like you know there's some sweet moments in that but you know i mean it wasn't it was fluff to me you know it wasn't anything filling um and the fate of atlantis stuff you're talking about the fields of elysium um you yeah, know you literally meet persephone adonis hermes and oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna pronounce this one right hikite oh um but yeah mb gods bro yeah so <laughs> like, <laughs> like i honestly to me this feels like to use a you know an old an old saying right this to me feels like chinese food it's really great when you're playing it but it leaves no real lasting impact like there's a couple of, like maybe you like remember that really good bite of the dumpling yeah right or you really like the taste of like beef and broccoli so while you're in there like there's moments that you really like but after you are done with it in a couple of hours you're just kind of like moved on from it yeah and and you know not to get too vulgar i disagree to me this is like eating at that greasy dive bar <laughs> that you know you shouldn't be in and you know you should definitely not be eating food from because three hours later you're stuck in the bathroom with the squirts oh. like, that's what this was for me yeah because i'm just like no <laughs> like i i just this is not this this is not assassin's creed this is now you're just I don't know how really how to put it. You're you're playing up tropes. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing things just because you know people are gonna be like, oh my god, that's fucking Hades. Like, if I want that, I'll play God of War. Yeah. Where at least it makes more sense in the universe. Yeah. To what's going on. Like if 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 I want that, there there's loads of other games and shit that I can play. The reason why I fell in love with your franchise was because you didn't play into that. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you, they, they, they took what actually was going on and threw you into history to be a part of that and explained like a conspiracy theory that was going on around mm -hmm. this. That was like incredibly awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, that it's become a little played out as far as like, oh, here's this conspiracy theory again. Here's this group of 10 to 12 people that you have to eliminate. And you, because, you know, they're wreaking havoc on the world and everything. And granted, I will give it to them. In this, not all of the people that you have to eliminate do they necessarily give a reason for. Like, you don't have a specific quest. It is just, here's this guy on the map. You found out he hangs out here go kill him because he happens to be one of these fucking cosmos guys mm -hmm. right where other ones you did have quests you did have specific things like hey there are they are majorly influencing what's going on in this city this town this area of the world and it is not good like we have to get rid of him and they found a way for you to become personally invested in those mm -hmm. like the little girl you know like she she comes back she she gets off that island and you bump into her again and you're like oh my god wait wait hold 
how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> like, you kind of get a little bit mad at her and everything because you, you love this little girl. Mm-hmm. And she's helping out. And because she's helping out and you trust her and you love her, you're in. You're, you're in. And to me, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how many people have a loved one that comes to them and goes, hey, this is what's going on. This is something that I really believe in. I could really use your help and support on this. And you just go, all right, I'm in. It's that important to you. I'm in. And like, so that helped draw on certain things. But realistically, it was just the same of go here, kill this big bad guy. Oh, God, you've you've eliminated another cult member. (laughs) (laughs) Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Like, it just very monotonous. And then you pull in the fact of, oh, by the way, by the way, you're a demigod. We're going to have you go hang out with all these other gods. And it's going to be fucking awesome. What? What? I think if they had just removed the Assassin's Creed from the title and just made this Odyssey. Odyssey. Boom. I'm in. It would have been it would have been fine. It would have been a fun game, right? It would have been. I mean, it's like Ghost of Tsushima. Like you are you all you are is a person in Greek, like in Greek history. Mm -hmm. You're a mercenary and you get tied. You get brought into this web of a group of people trying to control the world and by getting roped into that you were trying to fix your family and you are trying to stop this order from taking over the world perfect perfect storyline you want to throw in greek gods throw in greek gods you want to throw in monsters throw in monsters because you don't have the pretense of fucking 22 other i don't know i shouted out a number there yeah. sorry <laughs> but a bunch of other games that led a certain, like, this is how we do this franchise. Mm-hmm. And if they were to stick to that, I'm not going to necessarily say I'd be like, oh my God, I fucking love this game. Here you are in historical fucking Greece and you're participating in this war and you're doing all these fun things and it's fucking amazing and awesome. And <laughs> Because, again, there's still the problems of it gets monotonous. Mm-hmm. You know, like going and doing the same seven different types of side quests, you know, Gather information, pickpocket, kill this person. This guy's stealing goods from me. I want you to beat him up. You know, and then participating in the mercenary wars and then killing these big bad cult members. And, like, it's still very, like, doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And this map is fucking huge. It's huge. So doing it that many times over and over and over again still gets monotonous. But at least I wouldn't be sitting here being like, I was disappointed because they wanted to throw in Greek gods. Mm-hmm. They threw in fucking Medusa. They, you know, like. Well, like, you know, I know that in the Assassin's Creed 3 discussion, you brought up how you hated the idea of the tyranny of King George DLC. Yep. Because they're altering that. And it makes sense that that same logic follows into this one. Yeah. That you could have these artifacts, which are in the Assassin's Creed world are perfectly explained at being able to grant abilities and powers. And they have their own set of stuff that giving something to a person, a woman, and she turns into this monstrosity and uses this artifact to freeze people. You call her Medusa. Yeah. And you know, that all makes sense. But when you go to now you have to fight, you know, a 20 foot tall, giant half man half bull because he's the minotaur well it doesn't make sense in this world anymore no because you're dealing with something that doesn't actually exist if they would have made him a seven eight foot tall man that was big and burly that 
the horns were made out of this artifact because when you go into the forge, right? Mm-hmm. Like you find out your spear, granted it's the spear of Leonidas, but really it's just an ancient spear forged by these primitive humans slash gods from way back when Mm -hmm. that has this ancient power in it, right? Very much like the apple of Eden or anything like that, that you've come across so far. But as you look around the forge, you see axes, swords, like you see the forges for all of these other weapons, right? That they made. And it's really easy. The Minotaur. Okay. So the horns on his helmet, Right, because a Minotaur's horns were indestructible. Mm. They, they couldn't be broken, right? The horns on his helmet are pieces of this ancient technology that just can't break. Yeah. Right? And while he's wielding it, it gives him a certain invulnerability. So, I don't know about you. The way I fought it is I waited until he ran into a fucking wall and then I just slashed <laughs> the crap out of him while he was dazed, right? Yeah. You could still do that. Here's this eight tall foot man who fucking has this big ass fucking axe that's throwing at you he gets mad he charges you puts his head down because he's gonna skewer you with his helmet and crashes into the wall and helmet gets stuck in the wall and he kind of takes a shake yeah it's nice and falls out of it and you're hitting him up and then he grabs the helmet and rips it out of the wall and puts it back on his head and right back at it and boom there i just came up with that and that's a fucking way better boss than (laughs) fighting an actual minotaur in my mind yeah because like Here's this level of, like, he's built his odyssey of being the Minotaur. The Minotaur. Yeah. And done. Did it within the technology of the realm. Did it without having to make up some fucking crazy-ass creature. Mm -hmm. Did it without having to explain it with, like, oh, God, maybe I was drugged. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, it was just done and done. And then at the end of it, you I think you had to have the Minotaur's horn. Is that that was the item that you put into place yeah. um, in Atlantis? I think know. it was. Yeah, because it was each... it was the horn, the Cyclops's eye, and Medusa's. I can't remember. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I I, I don't remember the four items, but um, but yeah, but like, it, and it even like even in the Fate of Atlantis DLC, right? Like you come across the Staff of Hermes. Right, mm. which the staff of Hermes was the actual staff of Hermes made out of this ancient technology, and it had special powers, and that didn't even bother me because it was already built into the lore of the game. Mm. Right, like that made sense to me. Even like that that whole situation, without trying to get into specific details, because you know, leave some mystery alive. I know in the past, in a lot of our podcasts, we have told you every tidbit of every little thing we're going a little different direction this one but like it still made sense to me because that was a piece of ancient technology that held certain powers that they had already built into the mythos of these games but i think you're right if they would have dropped assassin's creed from the title of this i probably would have liked it 10 times better yeah they could have done the exact same thing they fucking assassinations could have been the same all that shit could have been exactly the same all they would have had to taken out was assassin's creed from the title and i would have been like this game was great (laughs) i loved it i had so much fun and don't get me wrong i did but because of certain aspects that they did Mm. and the fact that this is a legacy of its own right assassin's creed itself has built up its own odyssey (laughs) because of these things 
it set up a certain expectation in my mind and I kind of felt it, like you said, in Origins, kind of getting away from it. But the fact that they compl- they they wrote it off as a computer glitch and something was going on and, and like somebody was trying to hack or something like that, right? Mm. I was okay with that. Like that, come on, let's let's be real here. Like 12-year-old hacker hacks into the Animus with these people who are in VR. And yeah, first thing I'm going to do, fucking fight Anubis, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> totally gonna fuck with them that way so i was totally cool with that but this this was legit like this was a part of cassandra's life Mm. she did this yeah she interacted with these people she met these gods she she fought these creatures because like you fight cerberus and i can't remember how but like even then all these things just happen and you're just kind of like okay for me i was i was done you know i i just i didn't really feel like i wanted to continue on with the game after that yeah you know it it just kind of like okay you're now you're just like any other fantasy rpg that i've ever played and that's not what i was looking for when i bought this game Hmm. so if that's what you're really into (laughs) this game's for you yeah i was gonna say i guess uh kind of in closing thoughts uh i wouldn't play it again it was a fun game i loved cassandra's storyline but because of decision choices that ubisoft made with their dlcs and and or other things that happened throughout the game i just to me it's not a true assassin's creed game and where i don't it, think it ever will be where is it on your list oh below three above syndicate below three wow three still kept with historical accuracy mm, okay nobody said paul revere rode on his own <laughs> Nowhere does it say he was a lone writer in the night. Actually, I don't know. Maybe it does. <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, at least it kept with historical accuracy. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it had the DLC. It was the tipping point into the, hey, we're going to play into this fictional world. But even then, you know, I can write whatever and program it into a game. And, you know, hey, let's let's test this out. Let's let's build this AI of George Washington and see what happens if I made him a tyrant and a Democrat, <laughs> you know, like and it play it out right mm. and and i kind of felt like me i'm I, to me whether i choose my ignorance or not that is what happened with assassin's creed 3 they were playing through a test scenario <laughs> they weren't they weren't actually trying to be like hey this is what actually happened but we're covering it up where this i had a lot more fun with it than i did with syndicate because i was invested in my character yeah and i did enjoy running around and doing all of these side quests and the funny moments. And like I had laughs and I got emotionally invested when certain characters died and and stuff like that. Like there was still that it was still a good storyline. It just shouldn't have had the Assassin's Creed name. (laughs) Well, I will respectfully disagree with you. Of course you will. Because you can't disrespectfully disagree with me. (sighs) Technically, I could. I mean, I could be disrespectful. I really liked it. I actually liked this more than I thought I would, to be perfectly honest. I went into it not expecting a whole lot because I played through Origins and I I had fun, but none of it was really memorable. You know, there's a couple of scenes, yeah, that stuck with me. It was cool to climb the pyramid when you're in the bathhouse and you cut your finger off with the hidden blade for the first time. Like, that was pretty cool, too. But other than that, I didn't really care about the characters. Didn't really care about the story that much. Like, in comparison, I was so much more invested in 
what Cassandra was doing. And it would have been the same if it was Alexios, you know, I would have still been wrapped up in their story and what they were doing and that kind of stuff. And I think because you could customize your weapons and armor to make them look how you wanted to, that added something cool. And I know I am biased. I am a sucker for give me a nice big open world with just a horse or something to ride around on. And, you know, I'll just love to be in the world the areas felt real distinct. I mean, we didn't really touch about touch on those that much, but you know, you've got mountain areas and nice big flowing green plains and um, you know, nice forested areas. The cities were really cool. Uh, you know, sometimes you'd come across just like little hamlets and sometimes you came across giant cities and you could, you know, run around and do a ton of fun stuff. Um, but it, you know, again, it was, I had a lot of fun while I was playing but once I stopped playing, I kind of forgot about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I look back on it with fond memories, but for me, this is, this is probably, I would say maybe three or four on my list. Yeah. You know, I that mean, high up, huh? it's black flag is all the way. Nothing will ever, well, yeah. nothing is going to be black flag. I don't think like there, Ubisoft Dude, is going to have to do. That is a tough one to beat. Yeah. And I think a part of that reason is because. It's kind of the first mm-hmm. of its kind, you know. It, it 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 stepped away from the traditional Assassin's Creed formula, not entirely, not in the sense that I was talking about, where it started adding a shit ton of fiction into it. Yeah. Um. But it 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 was a major leap forward from just the stab and hide that I want to say the first four games were mm-hmm. right was or five games stab and hide stab and hide stab and hide. Now, three wasn't too bad. Three added a lot, counters, stuff like that. I think four was just that that pinnacle, that perfection. Yeah. And I mean, I don't it, know if they can meet that again. I don't, I can't think of, yeah, I really can't think of another kind of culture or moment in history that would be that amazing to play through again. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's nothing against Ubisoft or the Assassin's Creed storyline. It's just, what other point in time, man? Yeah. Like and that's and I'm not even a huge pirate fan. I'm really not. Like they're fascinating. They're cool. Whatever you know, you know. But I, I'm I'm seriously I'm sitting here and I'm tr- I'm struggling. I cannot think of a single other point in time anywhere in the world that would be that could that could encompass this. Like modern day. <laughs> start start picking off political leaders around the world. I, I don't know. <laughs> like. I think that might be a little bit too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, uh, great. Now we're on FBI watch lists. I love it. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, when you think back to some of the major, I mean, right. They can't do feudal Japan. Otherwise, Ghost of Tsushima is going to call them a ripoff. Well, it's so many games. Again, that would feudal Japan. There's too much out there. And, and like, and we'll get into this, but I think the culture has to lend itself to it. Mm hmm. Right. Well, now, you, granted, Japan, ninjas, uh, I don't know. There's some debate. I think we had this conversation <laughs> once. I can't remember if they originated in China or Japan. I think we decided from what we researched it was Japan. But still, like, it has to it has to lend itself to that type of um, atmosphere 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I take the freaking Mongolian horde and then throw an assassin into it, well, that doesn't fit. Kangas Kong led, like, the biggest troop of cavalry in world history across, you know, China and Europe and everything like that, conquering as he went along. Not once do you hear Kangas Kong assassinated yeah. <laughs> all of these fucking people. So, like... You know what I mean? Like it's got to fit with the style, yeah, of of what, yeah, you're looking that culture. Yeah, you're looking for a time and a place where a small group of people would be using quick guerrilla tactics. S- tactics, you know, where yeah, you could you could do something like that. You know, I mean, they started off in the Crusades. That works. Yeah, you know, that works really well. Then you get to the Renaissance. Okay. Like, I don't really remember a lot of assassinating going on then, but it lended itself because, right? The way that it happened and the way that they did it and the way that it was explained, right? Like... It wasn't against the time. No. And historically, it could be explained as, oh, like, this guy drank drank some bad juice. mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. You know, I mean, heck... He's dead now. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't have Assassin's Creed Jurassic. You know, you're not going to be a caveman running around. <laughs> With a bone strapped to your wrist. Like, ah! Yeah. Like, killed a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wouldn't work. So, yeah, I really do think. And at this point, I think they're just like, what what sort of cultures can we profit off of? Can we profit off of? Like, yeah. and, and I hate saying that, but again, this is still a business. They're still a business. They still need to make a profit. They still, you know, bottom dollar, mm-hmm. bottom dollar. It's important. But, you know, at a certain point, you got to let a game die. Yeah. And you know what? You could take, you could take all of the resources and all of the, the, you know, just all of the things that you, that they've done with these games so far, and they could make a really fun game that's not an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And they could just... They could just make up whatever they want, right? I mean, they could technically do, like, a future, like, steampunk version. Yeah. You know? I mean, they kind of sort of had that a little bit in Syndicate. A little bit. Because it was, it was you know... Like it, steampunk London, but steampunk London isn't fictional. Right. Like, now, granted, we have gone in the steampunk London fashion, mm-hmm. right, and, and trend... That has gone way into fiction. But Steampunk London actually exists. (laughs) Like, it was an actual time period. And, like, they stuck true to that. They really did. And everything. But, yeah, you you could make a futuristic one. You could, realistically, because of the storyline, they could go back to Eden. Mm -hmm. Like, there are other things outside of our history that we know of that can do that, right? Like, that they could potentially do um if they're gonna go go beyond this but i'd rather they do something like that than take an actual history point in history and throw in this stuff like and i just i don't want assassin's creed vietnam or assassin's creed cold war right (laughs) it wouldn't make sense freaking it it wouldn't it would fit better i was just actually, actually i was just thinking about it you know what would what would be cool Assassin's Creed, like World War Two, and you're in Europe, yeah, right, and yeah. you are working behind the Nazi lines as a sniper. 
Uh, well, not even a sniper. No, no, we, we, just, just as is like a. Oh wait, know, like a they, no, Sorry, they made this game. It's called Saboteur. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot all about it until I literally was about to be like, no, you could just be sabotaging people, and went, wait a minute, I remember now. <laughs> already been there. Yep. So already never mind. That. Scratch that well, idea that, again. That's the other hard part is. Which is why they can't do Feudal Japan. Because, like I said, yeah, Ghost has already done it. You've, it doesn't... Got, you've got dozens of games that have already done it. And that that's the other thing that they're coming across. Mm. But that's where I, I say at the same time, sometimes you just got to let a game die. Yeah. You know, like, not saying that it's, it's dying. It's just, where else? Yeah. Just like, literally, we're going to talk about Valhalla. That's 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 up next, guys. Like it's it's what we built this whole series on was the release of Valhalla and being able to talk about that game and the excitement behind it and everything like that. But what next um, after Valhalla? Yeah. What next? Like I'm right. So I mean, right. You, you've literally at this point you've covered the three major mythoses that you learn about as a child: Egyptian, oh, no, Greek, uh, Aztec, and, Assassin's Creed, Aztec. I don't know. I think, right? You're running around in the Amazon jungle. Okay. Lots of good opportunities for climbing. Great architecture. All of those ancient Aztec ruins. Yeah. It lends itself in a period where people were using, you know, melee, melee weapons and guerrilla tactics. There's no real firearms or anything like that. And I mean, you could, you know, think about it, right? One of your DLCs, the search for El Dorado. There's that. I mean, it just. Why kinda... do you have to aid them in bullshit? Okay. Why do you have to give them more bullshit to make DLCs out of? Where's right. El Dorado? Show me. There's this little gold mound that I made into a castle. Like. <laughs> Why are you Austrian? I don't know. You went straight to I just, Arnold. I just, I just so mad. <laughs> the search for El Dorado. It's behind a waterfall, dipshit. Yeah, right. No, I've God. seen that movie. I was gonna say. If if they do, if they made that, they would Disney, have to throw in. Disney would be so pissed. They would have to throw in two characters on a horse. Uh, on a horse <laughs> with an armadillo. With an armadillo. Yeah. Like, God, that'd be great. Oh, dude, I would die. Yeah. I would die. But no, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But um, and maybe my, my hesitancy comes in with that is I don't know a whole lot about Aztecs. It's never been a culture that's fascinated me. It's never been a culture that I, I've really cared to learn about. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a lot more there than I actually realize. So, eh, all right. I was just merely pointing out, like, as a kid, going through school, you learn about Vikings. You learn about, you know, Egyptians. You learn about Greeks. You learn about pirates. You learn about pirates. You know, like. You learn about the Crusades. Kinda. And Renaissance. And Renaissance. You learn about Renaissance. Mm-hmm. You learn about this, uh, um, the Revolutionary War, at least if you live in America. <laughs> if you live in America. <laughs> you do learn about the Industrial Age, which is Syndicate, the French yeah. Revolution, which is Unity. Unity. Like, so that's it? So, so we, I guess we just have to go ask a high school history teacher and be like, what are other... What, what are you teaching in yeah. high school now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, that was it. That's, that's what I learned throughout my primary school, you know, mm-hmm. days. Like college, that's that's on you. If you want to learn about more about shit in college, that that's on you. But this is those are the set things that you do learn about, like Joan of Arc, I guess. Yeah, but that happened during the Crusades. Yeah, William Wallace. Mm, Assassin's Creed Blueface <laughs> doesn't have a good doesn't have a good ring to it. Doesn't have a good ring. Freedom. Yeah. Oh, Assassin's Creed Freedom. Assassin's that, Creed Freedom. <laughs> 
Mel Gibson on the cover. Uh, oh, dude. Oh, dude. I'd play that game. Oh, I would not. There's no way. <laughs> not even for the podcast. I would just I would just watch a video. All right. Well, okay. So with with that in yeah. question, there you go, folks. Let's so hold on. One oh, more thing, sorry. right? So now we can uh, you know go to Facebook, go to our Facebook, game on presented by no tokens required. In the comments of this episode, let us know what would you want for an Assassin's Creed game? What time period do you think would work meeting all of the criteria? It's factually real. Yeah. <laughs> it has, you know, an importance in the history of the world and it lends itself to the assassin's tactics. That that, that assassin's cult, assassination culture. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, all three of those got to fit. Yeah. Like it's got to fit. And you can't tell us Aztecs. We yeah, no. gave you that one. Yeah, don't, I gave you that one. <laughs> come on, guys. Let's get let's get creative out there. Um, no, I was about to say the same thing. We do we do have a Facebook page. We would love to hear back from you guys on on this. And for those of you who played the games, if if you can make an argument to me about the fuck God should be in it, yeah. I'll listen. I probably won't agree, <laughs> but I'll listen. <laughs> So I think that's it. Yep. So thanks for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on.